Thank you so much, worship team. And you guys can have your seats. You can maybe switch on the lights in the front and the back. Look at your neighbor and say, you look really good. Remember what we said last week. We need each other, right? We are a body. And we'll be continuing on this um, series today. Andre will be teaching for us on uh, the fivefold gifts um, as uh, we continue to explore all the different um, roles and functions that there is within the body of Christ and that many of us are called to. Um, we're very excited for this series. Um, it was built on the premise that we, we said that as part of our calling, we see clearly from Scripture that it's not only a calling to the world. When you think about our calling, often think about your call to the world to help with what God is doing out there. But as a part of a body, think about that like physically, if you're a member, if you're an I, your first, your first responsibility is to that body. And so thank you to uh, Donrich, who's an old friend um, who brought the word that confirmed this also, that he just said that he believed that God wants to bless. Um, he wants to bless Cape Town through us, but for us to be a blessing to them, we have to build into the local church. And that's exactly what we've been saying. Um, this last while, and we look at our, each one of our callings and say, well, a part of it is to the body, and a part of it is to the world, um, and we're exploring um, the part that is to his, his body um, right now. So, without further ado, I would like to give you some feedback on the fivefold ministry questionnaire that you guys have filled in. And then we're going to hear Andre just uh, explain to us um, what we should make of these, these things. So, um, uh, we had 76 resp- responses to the questionnaire, which I think is a good representation of the church. And now you're not listening to me anymore. Now you're just looking. So, you can look for two seconds and then I'll say something about it. The percentage at the uh, the apostolic blue slice is 5.3. It is negligibly small, so they didn't even put it in. That's interesting, isn't it? That's the, so, when we look at this, obviously, we're not saying that an assessment accurately predicts the whole and the full truth. Okay. This might serve to you as some sort of a confirmation. It might also serve to you as a conversation starter between you and, and God. Um, it shouldn't be more than that. It's not the word of God to you that now you are called into teaching. But it's a good conversation starter, isn't it? And for many of us who know what we are inclined to, found it rather accurate, I would say. Um, I think all the chartered accountants in our midst make up all those teachers. 
So I have to tread very carefully on my words. Um, yeah, that's the apostolic guys look at that and go, oh, shucks, there's a lot of teachers I, um, that's going to ask me difficult questions I don't have time for. But at least we know that um, because we've got so many teachers and pastors, the chances that the sheep will remain safe and fed is rather good. Um, the prophets might say, this is only an assessment, and these things are spiritually discerned. Don't like this. But the Spirit was in us when we answered the questions, um, wasn't he? <laughs> and uh, the evangelist will look at this, the 13.2%, and go, oh, shucks, we don't have enough laborers for the harvest. Oh, Lord, we need laborers for the harvest. Um, but then we realize we serve, we, we serve his body first, and then he will raise up the laborers from there, and then his body will reach the world. Thank you, Donrich. 22 uh, people, uh, 28% said uh, they are pastorally inclined. And uh, the pastoral people might say, well, an assessment like this kind of boxes people in. You know, people don't like to be boxed in. They like to feel free. But uh, it's not about boxing us in. It's maybe just to help us to get to know ourselves a bit better. And then we've got 40.8% teachers. Um, you might want to overanalyze the details of this report which I don't think is necessary, but how about we just use it to gain an understanding of our congregation at a higher level. Um, I'm thankful that we've got very few apostolic people because that, um, that makes life really hard. If you are one of those three apostolic people, please send me a message. I would, I would like to know um, um, who we can use for the church plants uh, that we are planning camps bay and hot bay in the near future. So there was just some random um, comments, but can we put our hands together as we welcome Andre? I think it's safe to say that Andre is a teacher. Um, and we are blessed to have you. Um, okay, we can stretch our hands to him and I'm going to pray over him. Lord, I thank you for the gift that Andre is to us, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would consume him as he teaches your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Javier. Um, let me just get this going. Right, so good morning church. Um, yeah, it's actually, the teaching part is not my biggest strength, but uh, most growth happens outside of your comfort zone, they say. So, <laughs> and, and yeah, I think just by introduction, my name is Andre, been in this congregation, my wife and I, for the past nine years. Some good disclaimers, um, not a pastor, not an elder. Um, just love Jesus, and His Spirit is deposited in me, so we can experience all the different facets of the giftings, um, and that's why I'm here. I'm here to serve, and that's the main priority, is to follow Him, be His disciples. So this morning I'm going to be talking about the fivefold ministry, gifts for equipping the body of Christ, and this is because of the Holy Spirit, which enables and empowers us 
and uh, gives us with these amazing gifts for his body. So in that regard, I'm going to look at this key scripture. If all else fails, you can always go home and read this if anything is not clear. Um, and this is in Ephesians 4, 11, verse 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. There's a lot in that one sentence, so I'm going to try and unpack some of that. And I was just meditating on this, and I got some observations from reading the Scripture in terms of this is a continual process until Christ comes again. Um, We have certainly not reached all unity, all maturity, all knowledge of Christ. Um, So that process is ongoing, and we're being strengthened day by day. Um, And it's not out of our own strength that we do this. We do this because of the Holy Spirit that's in us. Um, And this scripture needs to be taken in the context of identity. That is the starting point. We assume that as a given that you've been rescued out of darkness into the kingdom of God, that he delights in you, that he loves you, that he died for you, that... You don't have to do anything, that he just loves you for who you are, and he showers his love on you. And as you look at the cross and the love that he showed in that, that even before we knew him, he loved us, it is from that place that we serve and we respond. It's the love of Christ that compels us to serve others. And these works of service is to redeem people back to God. Because it was lost in the Garden of Eden. Christ started that process of redemption, and we're continuing it until he comes again. So this is a continuous process of redeeming people back to God, and that's the service. And we do that because God has poured out his love in us, and we respond to that. It comes from that outpouring of his love into us. And so... What is beautiful is that from this identity, we go out and we serve and show the love of Christ to a very broken world, and then God gives us these, these gifts in order to strengthen us in that service so that we are not depleted. We have this source of equipping the saints, and that makes us more effective in our service, and we go out there to the world, and we put more of the love of Christ, and in, as we serve more, We learn more about ourselves. We learn more about God and how we created to serve him. And then we are equipped again. And it's this continuous process, never ending. And that's why it was so beautiful, the worship this morning about eternity. This is all equipping us for eternity. Where that just continues ongoing. There's worship and love. And we're in the presence of God forever. So this is all just equipping us for that day. Um, and to give us a taste of what that is, to be permanently in the space of love and service and of worship unto a holy God forever. Amen. Um, So these gifts strengthen the body so that we can be more effective. And and if you continue to read later on in the scripture, 
it talks about how the body becomes more like the head, which is Christ, and he is over all. And we're all joined together with the ligaments all combined. And as we become more strong and strengthened, we start mirroring the head, which is Christ. Um, so there's that alignment. And that's what Devi was sharing this morning about. Help us to align to the head, Christ. May our body not be distracted and dissipated with other things that is not of you so that we can become more like you. It's our joy, it's our pleasure to be more like him, to be more like the head. And also the scripture of last week in terms of to submit our thoughts onto Christ, to have the mind of Christ. Because if we don't have the thoughts of Christ, then the body is not going to be aligned to the head as well. Um, so what I'm going to be going through is in terms of the, the different um, giftings, qualities, um, and then I'm going, to, I'm going to provide a descriptor of that, some of the attributes of it. Um, I think in human terms we can talk, if we think about personalities have certain attributes and each one of these giftings have certain attributes to them. How do they express themselves? So how do you see it, those qualities, in a practical kind of sense? And what are some of the misconceptions that you know, can ensnare us and actually make those giftings not as pronounced or reach the fullness that they could actually reach, really? So I'll start with apostles. This is a really complex one. Um, yeah, I think the enemy wanted to get me stuck in this one and not move any further. So <laughs> uh, this was really complex. Um, so J.R. Woodward um, speaks about these categories, and he gives these descriptors just for easier understanding of what it is. And he calls the apostles dream awakeners in the kingdom of God. So I put this picture of a building project because you, you can't even see it yet. It's kind of in progress. But these people, they, they're out there building. They're not really necessarily sure what the final outcome always is, but they have this picture, and they... They forge new paths for the kingdom, and they are catalysts for change. Something new is, is being built for the kingdom. That's the, the important qualifier. They help other believers to achieve their God-ordained purpose. So they say, all right, you're building something. I'm there to help you build that. Count on me because it's for the kingdom. It's not about you or I. We're here to build something that's eternal and everlasting, so I'm aligning with you. So that's how they help the body. They align with what is being built for the kingdom. So these are the church planters, the ministry enablers, so they plug into other ministries, um, kingdom business entrepreneurs and mentors, or, so redeeming things that are in a practical sense back to God and his purposes. There's this um, misconception that the disciples were the only apostles, and that kind of comes through a very narrow interpretation of when Judas was substituted with another of the um, disciples, and um, no, and if you read Acts, uh, if you read further on in terms of Paul, I an apostle of Christ. So that's already, um, so that was another of the apostles. Then you also have Apollos and Corinthians, Andronicus and Junia. So there's other apostles that have been. Uh, so there's misconception that the disciples were the one and the only ones. No, this work continues. There's a lot to be built, and a lot of work to be done for the kingdom. Then we have the evangelists. Um, these are known as the storytellers for the kingdom of God. Um, they make the stories of Jesus' remarkable goodness and love famous. 
and they stir a desire and a curiosity in others to know Jesus, and often through their testimony. Um, if you just hang around Alice, you, you will get this excitement. <laughs> if you weren't excited before, you just hang around her, and it's just like, it's contagious. You just can't, you know, like you're drawn to that kind of, and it, it moves the body into, into action, and it's a gift. It really, it's an absolute gift, and it's a joy. Um, and they help other believers in how to share the gospel. So they, you watch them, you see it, and that equips you as well. And you go, oh, I desire that. I see that. Wow, that really works. That's effective. Um, these are people that have workplace ministries, evangelists. So they'll have the lunchtime. Um, let's watch a video. Let's see what's, what God is telling us. Or have a leadership. I knew someone who does this. So they actually do leadership teachings from Maxwell. So it's not you know, explicitly kind of. But there is a message of Christ and of his leadership style when you see these Maxwell videos. So there's different ways in which these um, missionaries operate. Um, they can be in social and hobbies. I know of people that will go on long cycles and they have that as an opportunity in order to minister. They use that as, I'm here with people, it's just us, and we've got a long time together. So this is an opportunity to, to minister the word of God. Um, so... I think some of the misconceptions is that it's for the exclusive reserve for people that go on missions, so you have to be appointed for that, or you have to be a missionary, so it's a designated role, but actually not. It's a command, uh, Matthew um, twenty-eight nineteen. therefore go, not maybe or you should go, go, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So... It's an ongoing, it's an active word. It's to go and out there. It's not something that's reserved for a few people. Then we have the prophets. These are the heart revealers in the kingdom of God. Um, I think this is where I more fit in. They accurately discern God's heart for situations, and they help others to hear the voice of God. Um, so they encourage people to pray, to intercede, um, and they stand in the gap for others that may not necessarily have that gifting. There's a misconception that it's reserved for a few gifted contrarians. You know, it's those people that go into a room and they pray for hours. No, it's open for everyone. Paul said, intercede in all circumstances and in all times, uh, for that's what you are called to do in Christ Jesus. Um, just kind of paraphrasing. Um, and this misconception is aggravated by the misinterpretation that prophecy ended with the fulfillment of the scriptures with Christ. So there's some people that say, there's no need for prophecy. That's already been done with Christ. So if you have any other visions, and then we're not sure what this is. But that's not true. I mean, you read John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So that's an ongoing Active. We're always listening, waiting on, hearing for the voice of God of what to do next. That's prophetic, just waiting on him and listening to him. Um, and then 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. So it's open for everyone to desire. God wouldn't give an, ask us to desire something that he hasn't given us because he's a good father and it's his pleasure to give us gifts so that we can grow and mature and become more like his son. 
the pastors, these are the soul healers in the kingdom of God. They have an ability to create a safe atmosphere of family and belonging. So these are the moms and the dads in the, in the kingdom. They help other believers to heal from their wounds that hold them from their potential in the kingdom of God. A lot of this comes from the fivefold ministry uh, website where the actual uh, survey came from. So I got a lot of this uh, material from there. And um, I thought this was a really beautiful description of a pastor. Because we always have this concept of it's a person, um, it's a designated role, it's a single person that does this. And yet we're all called into this role and this function to create a safe space for leaders to grow or believers to grow and mature. Um, And also there's this misconception that it's for the elders, the leaders of the church, and uh, the older people that are wise and they can give wisdom. Uh, You know, young people can't be pastors. That's not necessarily true. And then we see Galatians 6 verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So there's a special call to look after, to provide that safe space for them to grow in Christ as well. And then the teachers. um, These are the light givers in the kingdom of God. They have an ability to break confusion and misinformation and they help believers to better understand God's word. I mean, you cannot just not be inspired after you have a Matthew teaching and go through a whole sermon series, and it makes the word come alive. And just walk, just being in that kind of, around that gifting, it inspires you to spend more time in the word, to go and dig deeper, and you go, wow. And he always puts in his sermon, read a bit more here and there, and that causes a desire to grow in the word of God. Um, There's a misconception that relates only to those who study theology or who do this on a full-time basis. So like, I don't have the time to teach or I don't know enough about it. Um, That is not true. And this kind of of manifests or shows itself in people that write Christian books, uh, podcasts, and your apologetics. So this is how this gifting uh, shows itself uh, through. Some concepts, what the five ministry is not. And we kind of already alluded to in this morning, so God's very kind in that way. Um, not an, this is not an identity. It's not who you are. I think this is very important. Christ demonstrated all the attributes of the fivefold ministry. However, it was not his identity as the Son of God. You have the God the Father, when he's baptized, this is my son on whom I'm well pleased. He didn't say, this is my apostle or my prophet. This is my son. That's the most important. Um, It's not a destiny. Just because the survey said that I'm a teacher doesn't mean that God will place you in circumstances or in times or in seasons where you'll be stretched in other areas and outside of your comfort zone. I'm here being stretched. Um, (laughs) And I reflected on this week, and by the grace of God, I actually had the the joy of operating in all of those in in the course of the week. And it's not because I'm gifted or special, it's because God called me to do those in those places, and he equipped me to do that, whether to be more of an apostle in terms of the church mission, going to Portugal, whether it be a teacher here now, be the small group leader, or... You know, call someone to come to the small group and be more of an evangelist. 
maybe God was showing something, that it's not about your strength, but about his strength. Um, in my weakness, he's made strong. I think that is the, the key thing, just to trust him to show up in each one of these different areas. And it's also not linked to leaders only, and it's not linked to a single person. So you don't have, you know, just because, you know, Stefani leads intercession doesn't mean that other people can't join and grow in the gifting of intercession. It's always open. It's always an opportunity for people just to grow in hearing the voice of God and in prayer and in desiring that gift of prophecy. And there's a space for it. There, there can be someone who's called to be a leader in that space, but doesn't mean it's the only person that will have that gifting as well. And Christ showed all of these giftings. Uh, Jesus as apostle in Luke 4.18, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and it continues. So he was sent by the Father. Um, Jesus as prophet, as he foretells his betrayal in Luke 9.44. You see Jesus as the evangelist, as he speaks about the kingdom in parables to everyone around him. And yet, he is also a teacher as well, as he talks privately to the disciples. And he even is quite blunt, and he says, do you not understand? And he explains to them, and he teaches them privately what is just shared in public as well to the disciples. And Jesus as pastor, and this is really special for me, in forgiving and healing Peter by the Sea of Tiberias after his denial. So he's resurrected and he's sitting with Peter. Do you love me, Peter? And that frees Peter for the ministry that he was about, we was going to do afterwards. His wounds were healed and he was released for what his purposes were. And then the final slide, which actually has a tree, and that picture is so beautiful. God is um, definitely speaking. Um, and the fi- what are the purposes for unity and maturity? So the apostles bring authority and correction. The prophets, they cast a vision and they correct the course. The evangelists, they bring a burden to increase the fold and increase the body of Christ. The pastors create a safe space, and the teachers promote the unity and maturity by bringing truth to bear to practical situations. And that is how the tree is built up. Um, so I just want to end in some prayer. Um, thank you, Heavenly Father, for yeah, just your gifts. You are so generous and so kind, Lord. Thank you that this does not define us, but this helps to grow your kingdom, Lord. And that's most important. That is our desire, Lord, for your kingdom to grow, for your light to shine, for your eternal purposes to, to be brought forth, Lord Jesus. Yeah, thank you for this time in your presence, Lord. Thank you for your son. Thank you for what he did on the cross. Thank you that we can be a part of that ongoing process of redeeming all things back to the Father. Thank you that it started with Christ, that we can continue that, and that you will come again, Lord Jesus, and you will bring everything to conclusion, Lord. May this be the joy in our hearts, Lord, to serve you, Lord, not of our our obligation, Lord, but because of our love for you, Lord Jesus. We love you, and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Andre. Can we put our hands together for Andre? Just to thank him. It was...
I've heard you teach before, more on Portugal and its history. Um, and uh, if that's your secondary or tertiary gift, then you must be very gifted in the others because you're a very gifted teacher as well, really. Um, it was really good. Um, we, we, we hope that through this series, these concepts would be demystified. Who experienced this as demystifying big words? It made it easy. It was so good. Um, and we want you, after it's being demystified, to identify with what might be something that you could be called in. And that's the survey helped with that. And as you hear and as the things that God has been speaking to you um, throughout your life comes to the fore, it might resonate more. Um, and then we want to pray and prophesy over each other so that these gifts can be established in our hearts in the spirit and that we know the way that God calls each one of us in them. So what I want you to do right now is to have a discussion with those around you. We're going to have a discussion in groups of three or four. Um, not bigger than four, otherwise it's going to take too long. I want each one to share. Um, three is a nice size, but four is fine. I want you to, to, um, to have a discussion about what um, has resonated with you and what you have seen in the, in the findings as you did the survey. If you didn't do the survey, just what you resonate with from Andre's teaching. Um, where you kind of think you may be positioning yourself more. In what giftings do you think God has positioned you more when it comes to the fivefold? Um, and, and we could help each other to maybe gain clarity around that. Um, but share with those around you what you believe might be yours. And then um, I want you to pray for each other. I want you to Pray specifically um, for a protection over that gift in your heart. Sometimes the enemy comes and he lies to us and he hurts us. And then we, we don't want to do what we're called to do. We don't want to be what we're called to be. So I want you to pray for a protection over what that person shares. And also that they would find um, a way to grow in that. We're thinking of a few ways that we could maybe help to facilitate that going forward. But pray for protection and growth. Is that clear? So have a discussion with the others. Share what you have found in your heart and pray for each other for protection of these gifts and growth.
right, let's give one more minute and then I'll close for us. All right, fantastic. Um, so, apostolic people, we need you to pioneer and plant and build. Prophetic people, we need to know what God is saying. You need to bring what the ear is hearing. We need you. Evangelists, bring in the harvest. Walk the promenade, bring in the harvest. All of the pastors, look around you. See who God has put around you that needs to be healed, that needs to be cared for. And teachers, read the Bible. <laughs> make sure that you're... <laughs> make sh- you could all read your Bible. That would be fantastic. <laughs> but, but teachers, don't teach anything else. <laughs> Make sure that we stick to the Word of God and what's, to what's true in it. If we all function within this framework, it helps us to grow and remain safe. Right. Um, that's it for today. Next week, we'll look at a different framework that we find in Romans 12 called the gifts of the Father or the motivational gifts that will add flavor to this and might confirm a few more things in your heart. So looking forward to seeing you guys here next week as we continue to explore our gifts. Let me close for us in prayer. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time together. I thank you for the great teaching from Andre and I pray that you would bless him for this labor in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray a protection over that which you have birthed in our hearts today, and I pray that you would stir in us, Father, the, um, the need to give an outflow to what you have entrusted to each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed, have a wonderful week, and please join us for some fellowship after this service.